Hey guys, what's going on? This is Matt here for another podcast episode for you for Having a Yak Podcast. How's everyone going out there today? Well guys, this is a podcast episode that I'm really looking forward to doing for you today. Um, this is more of a wrap-up type episode of the podcast. Not exactly this is the end of the podcast, but this is just a end-of-year podcast that I'm really excited to do for you guys. Today, I'm going to be giving you the last, this is episode 19, I think it is, of the actual podcast now, and I want to give you guys the full wrap-up of the podcast. It's been one hell of a year. And I reckon it is, it's just been one of those things where I've, uh, I've had some pretty good, uh, <laughs> I've had some really good times on this podcast already. Like I said, it's not the end of it. No ways. We're, we're just getting started, mate. But this is one episode that I wanted to do and I wanted to bring you guys the, uh, the bits and pieces of each episode that i thought was the best and like like i said this is episode 19 and i'm very very happy with this podcast as it's gone through it's well well, what what's going through it's been one hell of a ride guys and it's only going to get better and uh i reckon it's going to be one of those things where it's only it's only going to get better it's as simple as that like we've gone through all sorts of things on this podcast already. We've had my time on here. I've brought some uh, some great people on here. Uh, I brought me mother on here. I brought me Nana on here. John, me mate Andrew. We've had some very interesting times, haven't we? We've gone through by uh, or by talking about, um, oh geez, all sorts of things. From the start of the year, we're talking about, with my mate Andrew, we're talking about this COVID-19 thing. What, what the hell is it? And what it was all about, where it was, well, apparently where it came from. We've done my welcome episode, which was episode one, which I had no idea what the hell I was doing. But I got, I got better as the time went on. I've upgraded my equipment from, from the start to now. At the start, I had a Zoom H6 field recorder. I recorded on that. I took that everywhere. I recorded on everything. Now I've got myself a Rodecaster Pro. I've, uh, and like I said before, on episode three, we uh, I brought my mum on here. And um, she talked about travelling all around Australia when uh, between the seventies and the nineties and that, and we had some real good, uh, real good times even talking about that. Episode four, we had the last podcast about COVID nineteen with me, mate Andrew, which was a bit of a lie because we kept on talking about it anyway. Episode five. I uh, I said the record straight about about Australian myths, 
episode six. Me and my mate, we just talked all sorts of shit. <laughs> I remember doing that episode and it's, uh, it was good. Then, next episode we done on episode seven was I sat down about, um, about COVID-19 and we just talked about all sorts of things with Andrew and mum. Episode eight, mum told us her story about how she was young and how, how she was brought up and how she was today. Episode nine, we brought on another guest named John. And uh, what Australia should do with exports that we about and talked about China because around this time, this is when China started getting really antsy about about Australian exports. It's just one of those things where um, what John was saying on the first episode was so right. It was it was it was the way that he said it was probably the best way of actually saying it. Really, then we done. On episode um, 11, I think it was, or episode 10 or whatever, we done something even bloody better. We chatted about all sorts when the restrictions finally went down and we actually were able to go down to Melbourne. I went, went to see my mate and also picked up the beautiful PC that he built for me with his mate. And that's when we had an episode and we just talked about all sorts of shit. And it was one of the funniest times of the podcast. Then I went up north uh, and uh, we took, I took the family up, up north up to my grandmother's place. And that's when we talked about talk, uh, traveling around Australia with my mother and my nana and how even my pop used to die, do things. That was one hell of an episode. That went for nearly two hours, that did. Then we had another episode with my nana, and nana telling her story and how times have changed from my me nan, me nana's generation to my mum's generation to my generation. Then I decided to talk about mental health when it comes to COVID-19 and talk about depression and anxiety and how things are doing tough and how people are doing things tough. It's one of those things where people don't really feel, well, really now, still don't understand. It was one of those things where I had to talk about it. And I reckon that uh, hopefully I've, uh, I've gone through a lot of people who actually have talked about it. The next episode after that was, is our ghost real? And I'll talk about my experiences and what I've seen and heard. Now, that was no word of a lie, guys. We went to Port Arthur, and I told you about how I felt like I was getting strangled and how my mum even had experiences and how I had experiences. Even at the hospital where I live, I had experiences. And after that, I'd done my history when it comes to gaming consoles and gaming altogether. That was one hell of an episode. And then, after that, I'd done another episode about gaming, and that was Gaming Through the Years with um, with Andrew, where we talked about from the first console we ever played to to the last one, what we're playing now. I've now got myself a PS5, and I reckon it's one of the great consoles. Now, after that, 
the latest episode, what Australia needs to hear was with John. And I tell you what, that one there was one of the best episodes I've ever done, really. It was John had so much to say. And I, I can tell you right now, he's got so much more to say in the new year. This is going to be the last episode, I reckon, for 2020. And I'm hoping that um, 2021 is going to be a lot better than 2020. Fuck, I hope so, mate. I really do. But anyway, guys, here it is. This is the wrap-up of all the best bits that I found were actually, in some ways, the wrap-up of 2020. Um, this goes for a while, so sit back and relax and uh, enjoy it. Um, like I said, this is one of the uh, one of the episodes I wanted to do. Like I said to you, and I wanted to give you guys the my point of view and what I think was the best bits of uh, having the Yak podcast with me. Now, this bit here goes for 42 minutes, guys. So, like I say, sit back and relax and enjoy the lis- listening to the show. I reckon uh, you guys will like this. So, here it is, guys. This is the wrap-up of uh, Having the Yak podcast for 2020. I'll see you soon. They do make some sense, you know. The, yeah. But the toilet paper is one I couldn't really, like, People are just bloody panic buying, mate. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? You're bloody buying nearly 10 fucking packets of toilet rolls. What are you going to do, fucking build a cubby house with it? Now, is this a story that I was telling in my introduction episode about you being called Honky from your dad? Yes. And um, being getting told that it was actually full of crocs and it was actually yes. feeding time? Yes. We come back, we got back, <laughs> we got dropped back off at the river about five, I think it was. And the bloke said, um, yeah, you want to get across pretty quick because he, he just said, oh, the water level's coming up. And I actually believed it. Yeah. And so my father being my father, he decided, he said to me, mother, he goes, Mag, you can go first. We'll see how deep it is and get across. So we all just, yeah, went across and um, he had a jerry can of diesel. He said, I'll be at the back case that something happens. And uh, so we got across and they said, geez, you're lucky. It's feed time for the crocs right now. So, yes, well, I do believe in walking on water. We ran, well, as you can run in water. Um, but uh, that was really, that was a good trip. Then we come back to surface and... Because we're doing this tonight at night time. Um, I've got my mate, <laughs> I've got, what, I've got uh, my mate on via Facebook, Andrew, what's going on? Yeah, not a lot. And I've also got another special guest. You know, very very special guest. The most important of all. The the star of the of the Having a Yak podcast. The one of a kind. Yes. Oh. <laughs> My mother. What's going oh, on? Oh, stop it! Keep going. What else you got to say today? Yeah. Yeah, so can I. Bloody oath, I I will. Hey, Starts that's poking one. people with a tape measure. Back, please. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 they want to take this shit freaking too seriously. Fucking, I'll make sure it's taken seriously. I'll, I'll, I'll you know what would be even better? 
I can just picture this now that you get the cops calling you for poking people with tape measure. <laughs> the, the police rock up, sir, and you <laughs> poke them as well. 1.5. 1. 1.5, don't come near me. Pass me the fine. I'll meet you halfway. <laughs> just, just, put, just put the check on the ground, or give me the fine the on the ground, and, and, oh. and I'll exchange the check for you. But we have to make sure we're meeting halfway. Oh. I can just see it now, just <laughs> and the tape measure flops over or something, it kinks or something like that. Kinks. Hey, well, shit. But oh, <laughs> you gotta laugh at this type of shit. I will say this about all the talk with um NRL players refusing the flu jab and all that kind of stuff, and not not wanting to have needles and all that. Freak. Essendon's tailor made for this. They'll be laughing. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this will be right up their alley. Okay. They're the only club that will accept them. <laughs> Sorry, people. It's been nice knowing you after that. Uh, <laughs> Even though I do work with an Essendon supporter and I tend to um, stir up about that all the time. Hey, it's all right for you to see my name. Well, my face is on the freaking cover art, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> it's all good. It's all right, Matt. This when they come to remonstrate, just bring out your tape measure. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, you can throw that rock at me in a minute. Just make sure you're 1.5 metres away from me. <laughs> they pull out a shotgun. Oh, 1.5. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember he gave up smoking. And um, he said, right, back when the colour TVs first come in. Oh, yes, you got to tell this story. And uh, it was back when the uh, one day has started. Yeah. Well, back in the early 80s, I think it started, or late 70s. Yeah. And the colour TV come in. And it was such a big deal. Went to Echuca, got the colour TV, brought it back, set it up. We watched, the, we thought, oh, that looks beautiful. And the cricketer decided, well, his first, was the first innings, First bowl, bang. <laughs> the lightning struck the top of the house, burnt the TV. So we never got to see the cricket with the colour TV, not that night anyway. School. Cause, no. Well, you should really tell the story about when you are in uh, primary school about what you've done to a teacher. Well. That's what you should really be saying. <laughs> well, I was uh, grade six. It was only about... Four of us that were actually in grade six and five. And we had this teacher come in and he was, I'm sorry, but he was a twit. He was such an idiot. But uh, we thought, we all got together this day and we thought, right, what are we going to do to him? <laughs> and um, so we said to him one day, let's play hide and seek. So he hid behind the tree and we said, oh, we'll tie, we'll tie you up just to, you know, muck around. And uh, we tied him up and then we said, oh, I'll see you later. I won't mention his name because you don't know. Someone might know who he was. Um, but we said, well, we'll see you later. And we all went home. We thought, well, buggy, you can stay there. So he got t- he was tied up for the rest of the day until his wife came home from work. I remember you telling me, um, now it's all right, you won't get, uh, won't get into trouble now. But, <laughs> but then you used to drink a slab. Yes, you weren't really driving, were you? Yes. You, you, you're driving. Oh, God. Listen up, Kitty Lee Winks. 
Um, so you used to uh, drink, well, you and your friends used to drink a slab of beer. Yep. Go up to Swan Hill. Yeah, which was about an hour, which is about a hundred about a hundred k's, I think, or hundred and ten k's or something. Which is what, hundred twenty miles? Oh, something like that. Something it was like an that. Hour, it was it was an hour drive anyway. So I think it's it's about an hour drive. You, and you, miles or so. you get very thirsty. Now you weren't drinking a full slab yourself, were you? No. No, it was shared, so you're probably drinking probably about six cans, about six cans each. Six cans each. Back in the day when beer was cheap. Yes. And then you go to the discos oh God. <laughs> and buy go. a three three dollar jug of beer and then you'd have beer and pizza afterwards. Yeah, I've I've actually tried that. That's beautiful. It is absolutely fantastic. The only problem with that kids, you put on too much weight. But it has to be what type of pizza? It has to be like an Aussie or a Hawaiian Meat lovers, Meat lovers, anything like that, or wine, whatever, depending on what you like. Now, what type of beer were you drinking at that time? VB. VB? I thought you'd never drank VB. VB or Melbourne. Yeah, I'm not going to mention names, but one of your close friends in a caravan park. Apparently, you guys got a bit too rowdy in oh, the caravan yes. park. Yeah, yes. I'm not going to mention the friend. I'm not going to mention the friend's name. No, this per- particular person was a good friend of mine. She used to live in a caravan park. Down towards Bendigo. I'm not yep. saying any more than that. Yep. And um, there was three of us, or four of us, four of us, three of us went down there to see her. And um, we got to meet some friends of hers, went to a disco back in the day, which is not really happening nowadays. No, no, no not really. And now. then they all come back to the caravan park. Well, we decided to have a little party in the caravan that we were renting, oh, well, staying in for the night. Or t- two nights we were staying there. Yeah. So this was the first night. So we went to the movies, no, disco, sorry. We went to the disco, of course, had too much to drink, of course. Come back to the caravan park and she was living there at the time with her mum and brother. And um, so we come back and, yeah, Got a bit loud. The next morning we had the the person that owned the caravan park come over to us and they said, um, we'll give you a refund, but can you please remove yourselves from the caravan park? Oh, so no. we've actually got kicked out of the caravan park because we were too noisy. I've got myself a special guest here, a brand new fella. <laughs> <laughs> and his name's John. What's going on, mate? Not a lot, mate. Not a lot. So we should just say... Fuck China, but we do need them initially. But once we're our umbilical cord to China is severed mm. and we can stand on our own, I, I think the sooner that happens, the better. We don't really need to be associated with China as much as we have been. What was it like for everyone to have to go go without toilet paper? You know, like <laughs> what a fast. Where did this come from? This thing, you know, like this yeah. is another. This is another psychological taunt from China. This is how well um, we're manipulated by their, mm. their train of thought, by by their rumour mongering, by by everything. You know, so it's like exactly like how did this bloody toilet paper thing actually start? Like that's what I really want to know. Those, Panic uh, buying, but yeah. you know, like the <laughs> everyone just didn't. I don't know. I all I know is that a twenty-four roll. 
lasts me over a month. So if you've got a and if it was going to be as bad as it said that was going to be, we're all going to be dead within a month, <laughs> and, we, and we weren't. And now yeah. we've got cupboards full of shit paper <laughs> for shit. <laughs> and we, you know, like yeah, I can't understand. It. You know, I still see some products on the shelf are not there. Yeah. Because it's proven that keep the old one point five, which we are. We are doing. We are yep. doing, but not, not everyone's doing either. No. But uh, apart from that and sanitising, washing your hands, it should be, we shouldn't have another wave. Anyone yeah. want a, anyone a glob? A glob? No, yeah, I'll right. well, well, well have a little bit, mate. I'll have a little bit. No. Oh, jeez, that's a bit. <laughs> just a tiny bit. Thank you. It's for safety, everyone, so we're just... Safety, safety. There you go. That, that doesn't actually sound... <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that does not sound good. <laughs> oh, Mario. Do you want a glob? But they're not going to any Asian countries. No. No. Especially China. Fuck China. So Fuck the China but not the Chinese food. Yes. The Chinese foods are right but only in Australia. The rest mm. of it's shit. Um <laughs> much garlic. If yeah. Matt did have the Ronin's being killed with a chili he had last night. Oh right, <laughs> <a> fucking <laughs> Reaper. Oh boy, good the, lord. The Carolina Reaper sausage. Jesus Christ. Yes. I, you know that mum still doesn't fucking believe me either. What's that? What? About when I when we sifted, I went up, you down, my throat, and up oh, my nose, and yeah. that it burned the fuck out of my nose. Right, like, like I'm, uh, I'm still. No need to pick there. it. There's no need to pick it. That's fucking sore. Well, that's your fault for sniffing. And you put the bloody pan under my nose. You did give it a good old waft, and we and I, went, I, went, I went like that, right? <laughs> I went like this, and. It, <coughs> I was on my hands and knees in the lounge room. Matt was on his hands and knees in the kitchen. Oh, I was fuck. It was bad. It was bad. 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 Well, it wasn't good. Put it that way. No, it was not good. It was bad to the bone. But I tell you what, it was nice. It was bloody beautiful. It was a beautiful steak. Mm. All half an inch that Matt actually had before he chickened I out. I, I don't fucking bloody care. <laughs> um, it's good for you. It's good if you got the sniffles. It's good if you can the sniffles. I'll give you I'd reckon sniffle. just about clean everything out, I'd reckon. <laughs> Even the other side effect. <laughs> yeah, but if you can have a share in the shorts. Yeah, shorts. If you don't if you don't know what that means, guys, it means you must have a shit yourself and have to have a share in the shorts. Oh, very case bad diarrhea. <laughs> but mm. um Yeah, so uh Yeah, lovely day. Have a sniffle. I don't think this podcast is going to plan. Not that we even had a plan to begin with. I think this is just no, gone. This is. I just wanted to do one, just for the sake of doing one, and just slap one up. I do, like, it doesn't always have to be here with a topic. I'm going to sneeze, but I don't know if I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Can you imagine people sitting at home right now just listening, just going, why are we? Well, there we go. What the hell? <laughs> well, any, thanks anyway, guys, for glad you listening in, but yeah, this is just how it is. I don't think I'm, this. I'm, I don't think this one's going to make the cut. I'm get. Hey, nah, it's all right. Oh. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just sneeze. It's just. It's right there. Oh, we don't need it's, to know. Don't right share there. the love. What do you say? Ah, oh, listen to a bloke talking about sneezing for a good five minutes. Oh. Then snorts all over me rug. <laughs> <laughs> snorts. <laughs> I think a big boogie just come in. Oh.
Hey guys, what's going on? Back here again for another episode of Having the Eight Podcast. Hope all is well with you, you all. Um, today I've actually got myself another special guest here. Once again, I've got Mum. Say go. Hello. And I've also got on another special guest, brand new one, my grandmother, Beryl. What's going on, Nana? <laughs> Just talk. It's Hello. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically what's going to happen here... You're Why are you laughing? It's all right. I just it's fine. Can't. I'm in the blender. She's laughing. <laughs> don't know what I have for dinner. But I laugh at Matt. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah. Are, are we actually still on? This is be good for kids the, with the singing. And the this is a, you, you're record. You're on now. You actually are recording right. now. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about today, Matt? We are recording this to do the second part of the Travellers episode that I've done with you. Oh, right. Yes. I would like to get the second story or the other story of my grandmother who was with mum at the time and just get a bit of extra stories about what actually happened with with the bulldust. We went to one particular time we were heading across the bulldust and uh, uh, dad... Notice some uh, a wet trail behind us. He says, "Oh, what the hell's that?" And we turned out it was the bloody petrol tank. And he tur- he said, "Well, how the bloody hell are we going to fix up this this problem?" So we uh, I was about eight when we went on our first one to Darwin with the camping yeah. trip. Oh, we were about ten or twelve. Yeah, something like that. She was only about ten year old, and she said, "Oh, we'll pull you here for a drink." So we pulled into this this uh, service station, and uh, we were stopped there, and we had tea there. And and Speck um, said to some of them, "Oh, my daughter can play the organ." So she got on the organ and started playing oh, yeah. over the nullarbor. Don't even remember. And that. everyone, uh, it was Bell Bell Girl, name of the town. Bell Girl, yeah, Bell Girl, something yeah. like that, over the nullarbor. Mm. Yeah. Then we took off the next morning. We we had to go to hospital and I had to, I was going to say oh, I'll stay here with you, you know, make sure everything's all right. And uh, she said, oh, don't worry about it, it's all good. And all of a sudden, this was at three thirty in the morning. Everything was shut. Doors were shut. Doors were locked. Uh, all most of the lights were out. Only uh, for the essential lights, you know, the only essential parts of the hospital were actually still open and still lit. Now, now I actually went uh, this other way and looked like a real, like an old bit of the hospital. I don't know how the fuck I got there, but I got there. Anyway, um, it was a very, 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 very creepy area. So anyway, I went there and uh, all the rest of the shit. And again, again, I bloody felt this chill. It's real chill. This was no good chill. This was a real bad chill. You know what I mean? So anyway, I looked around. I turned around. I had a look, and all I could see was this was this bit of a figure out in the distance, right? Now this figure was probably about my height, about over six foot seven, something like that, six foot four, around there. Now, but then at the same time, 
as this figure was coming towards me, it was getting smaller to about the size of a, of a five foot eleven, six foot woman. Now, do you know the the uh, the old fashioned nurses? You know the ones with the uh, with the top hat top things and um, the white dresses and that. Yeah, well, I seen one of them, and all of a sudden, she had like a normal face on her, but then all of a sudden, she had this real bad look on it, and she said, "Get out of here! You're not welcome here in this part. This is not the part of the hospital. This is a private part." And it was like screaming it. Scared the fuck out of me, guys. I'm telling you, it's really scared the fuck out of me. Uh, there was this one building where you had, where we had to go on the tour, and it was with the, um, uh, what was it with the uh, with the pastor? You know, not not pastor like like Alfredo, the pastor. Or pre- preacher, preacher, or whatever they really call a churchy mob. <laughs> um, anyway, so we went uh, to this house. Now, apparently, this bloke was wronged in some way. I can't remember exactly, but he was wronged by the government uh, that was uh, ruling over um, Tasmania at that time, or Port Arthur at that time. And um, so anyway, he had a real grudge on him. And then he said that no one is, no one's going to be allowed back in his house. So anyway, time goes by. And now these workmen, like I think they were like contractors or builders or something. No, they were re, um, redoing the house or some shit. Uh, you know, like fixing it up in that, you know. So anyway... These builders were sleeping one night. Now this old bloke he was sleeping and he kept on hearing bangs like what like, like bangs like that. On the wall, like real heavy blood bangs. Like someone's just got their like, just getting their feet and smashing against the against the wall. Right? Now apparently what happened is he uh, he woke up. He said, "Oh yeah, shut up." But we'll just, we'll just say, um, we'll just say, Glenn. Shut up, Glenn. Bloody hell, mate. We're trying to fucking sleep here, you know, shit like that, you know. And all you heard was, <coughs> what some, and then and the other bloke woke up, and he was choking, while like someone was actually getting their hands and choking this poor bastard. Like that was one instance. Now we were there. Now we had a nighttime ghost tour. Now this is where my I was most convinced that these things were real. <laughs> now we went out on a very cold night. Right? Now this was Port Arthur in Tasmania. Now if anyone knows anything, Port Arthur in Tasmania is a very, very cold place. Now this was a windless very cold but very clear night there was not one speck of wind there was no clouds there was no nothing it was just a full moon cloudless and clear night 
with no fucking wind, right? So we're walking around, went to this house, and then as he was telling the story I just told you then, he um, he was stomped his feet and scared the shit out of Oh, shit, you know? And now we're all said, like, there was a group of about probably, jeez, uh, I don't know, about um, 20 to 25 people, something like that. Now, <clears throat> now we're all standing around, and he was telling the story, but then all of a sudden, I felt something on my neck. It's like, oh shit, what the fuck's that? Like, oh, what the fuck? It felt like I was getting choked. Now, it wasn't actually choking, choke. Now, if you want to grab your hand and put it on your throat, just just put it on there and just slightly squeeze, right? Just slightly squeeze and push up. It was like that on my throat. Now, hopefully no one done nothing stupid, right? But that's what it felt like. It really felt weird that someone was not even fucking there. Put their hands on me throat, or hands on me throat, and started fucking choking me. Now, we had to go to this building called the Honeycomb. We went to another place, but I'll tell you this one first. Now, the Honeycomb was like their sleeping area. Now, the honeycomb was a bad place. Now, this is where they broke them. This is where they uh, done all sorts of things, right? Anyway, there was this one particular bloke who hated people going to his cell. Now, I can't remember exactly why, but he hated people going to his cell. Now, when uh, we went to this honeycomb and we are standing around and, you know, looking around and being all creeped out because it's a real creepy place when, when it's at night time. A real creepy place. So, anyway, with that, this, I seen this, uh, now I was against the wall. So, that, give that a bit of a thought too. I was against the wall. And uh, on the other side of the room, because I think this room was about, uh, say, about 20 by 10 feet, I suppose. Bit, well, probably a bit more, a bit, bit larger than that. A pretty big room. And um, I had uh, stairs so I can go up to the next level and that type of thing. So it was probably, probably 100 by 50 feet long, probably. Or it was a big, big room. Anyway, it was, uh, it was this really eerie feeling I had. But here's the thing. Mum even bloody felt this too. Now, I seen this figure on the other side of the room. Now, it was a very dark figure. Real dark figure. This was not a normal figure. This was dark. This was a real black, shadowy type figure. And uh, it was one of those 
one of those kind of figures that you kind of feel, what the fuck is this? Like, this is shit, man. And as the figure got closer, it got clearer. It was this bloke in these pyjama-looking things. Now, the convicts used to wear these certain clothes. Uh, it was like a white and black patch type deal. I wish I could show you photos on here, guys, but I can't, so sorry about that. Um, but uh, it was like a white and black patch. If you want to, guys, if you want to, guys, um, know what I'm talking about, just look up Port Arthur uh, in Tasmania, Australia, and just look up the history about it. It's pretty freaky stuff. But anyway, back to it. Um, now, he was getting closer. And he was getting closer and closer. And then he was just saying, Get out! And then all of a sudden, he, he was going to come up to me. Like, he was running, he was running full fucking pelt, man. Like, he was running full fucking pelt. And um, he was, he was going to get me. Like, he was going to fucking hit me or kill me or something. But then as soon as he, um, he started running towards me, my instincts... I was going to walk back a bit but I had no more room I had the wall there so I was just stuck there and I could not fucking move I don't know why but I could not fucking move it was like I was frozen in time and then all of a sudden he came up he was about to hit me and whoosh he disappeared and um yeah he just disappeared was one of the creepiest fucking things I'm telling you. You know, like it, it makes me wonder. You know, what what would it what would happen? You know, we have we have had outspoken individuals in the past. Um, just to mention Pauline Hanson during the John Howard years, she was jailed for some trumped up reason. She served time in jail. We have Clive Palmer, who was bewittled by a government who pulled all sorts of tricks and trickeries on him to get him to shut up, um, accused him of doing all sorts of atrocities to his own companies. But at the end of the day, what these people said was true. It was the truth. And I think, this is just my view, is that the government of today and yesterday can't handle the truth. They can't speak it and they can't listen to it. Yeah. And the truth is that we don't need to be reliant on China. No. We never were in the 50s and the 60s. Even into the 70s we weren't. It wasn't I remember our dealings with China starting in around about 70 77 78. Uh, a prime minister by the name of Malcolm Fraser. Yeah. Um, who sacked uh, a Labor Prime Minister, Gough Whitlam, because he held a white Australian policy. Yep. Now, that policy was foresight at the time, but could we imagine if that policy was still current now? Where would we be? We would be up with solitary nations like America, Russia, England, Germany, France, that, you know... They have their own industries there. They're self-sufficient in a lot of ways. Where we've 
sold all our industries off. We've sold our self-sufficiencies off. We don't know how to think for ourselves anymore. We're believing leaders that are supposed to be elected by the people. Well, I didn't vote for this business with China. No. I certainly didn't agree with all our eggs being put in China's basket because now look what's happened. You know, they... It's just it's just a mess. I've just been made redundant from a from an export contract. Um, millions and millions and millions of tons of of wood going overseas to China, and then they come up with this poor excuse um, bark beetles. But yet, the media hasn't shown us what beetle it is. Yeah, hasn't scientifically named that beetle. No, there's been no evidence to suggest that this beetle even exists. But yet, it's caused China to say, "Well, we don't want your wood because of the beetle; it's dirty. Uh, we don't want your wine because you're dumping it on us. We don't want your barley because you're dumping on us. We don't want your beef because it's um, like beef quantity or something. Yeah, like well, that one. it was, it was I mean shit meat say, or something. <coughs> we look at the price that a farmer's getting today for a prime quality steer at around about six dollars fifty a kilo. We go to our local butcher shop and we can expect to pay 27 maybe up to $30 a kilo. Yeah. So I can't understand why we've got to eat second-grade stuff, a second-grade our own produce, second-grade produce. All the top stuff has been satisfying the greed of China and now they're not ha- even happy with that. So why aren't we having... Prime quality meats and seafoods and grains and cereals and all sorts of stuff processed and manufactured and and sold to Australians. Yeah. Why why does everything have to rely on China? You know, as I keep saying, dark miner. We don't need them. We really don't. It's like being innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Now... These three, these 13 soldiers that have been charged or allegedly accused of these atrocities, not once, not twice, not any time, has the media publicised, released or made statement to the fact is that they know where the 39 bodies are. They've been forensically assumed from the ground, been forensically examined. They've got convincing, undoubtable evidence to suggest that they were Australian bullets, if they exist, mm-hmm. that was used on these prisoners. And it was an Australian elite services that done this. Is this not, it, to me, it just seems like another political propaganda story that may have come being fuelled by some wealthy Chinaman in Afghanistan wanting to discredit us and making up these accusations. Propaganda. Propaganda. I reckon, that's what, I reckon that's what it is. I reckon Chinese could be spreading rumours about us and saying this shit and then saying to certain people, you, do, you don't know. That's, that's well, the whole you thing. Just don't, you just don't know, Matt. The, evidence, the evidence doesn't show, John. That's the whole thing. No, it doesn't. There's no you know, media's not showing any evidence at all. They're, show, they're showing footage, uh, the same footage every day or every week. You, yeah. s- you see the same footage. There's no burial sites. No. There's, no. Th- there's no battlegrounds that have been shown. Th- th- there's nothing to indicate 
that this happened. It's one word against another. It's an accusation that was made and it's been investigated. Now, I know some soldiers that have been over there and fought. Mm-hmm. I've noticed some soldiers that have gone over there and served. Bloody good people they are. Yeah. And I am certain, with, without a doubt, that this is just a big make-up story to discredit our armed forces so that we have some sort of rift within our own military organisation that will cripple us if we keep persisting with it, that will discredit us. And, and this is what I'm seeing it doing. It's still, Australia is discrediting itself all the time because China is what's calling the shots. China shouldn't be calling the shots. Out of this, we need to put our main political leaders and parties at the bottom of the list and let someone that has a broader, more experienced opportunity to lead the country. Yeah. Someone that knows what it's like to live in the slums. Someone that knows what it's like to be homeless. Someone that knows what it's like to be an addict. Someone that knows what it's like to go out and do seven days a week, 12 hours a day and have five or six kids at home and not have any time for themselves. You know? All this highfalutin and dignified people, you know, like wearing all these suits and that on TV, that's fine. I mean, to say... That's representation and it's probably protocol, but it's not working. No, it's not, mate. It's not working. No. Australia, we should have no unemployment. We have Royal Commission after Royal Commission after Royal Commission in defiling faults within our governments, within our organisations. Recommendations are made. It costs us millions of dollars to have these Royal Commissions. And yet, nothing's done. No. You know, like, the people, the poor people in Black Saturday that are still not being, can't get their houses built can't, because of rules and regulations, yeah. are still living in sea containers and caravans. Yeah. 12 months after, they're coming into another summer now. They've just gone through a harsh winter, a COVID winter, mm. living in caravans, living on the only land that they own. The only place they've got to live because they can't afford to live anywhere else because the government can't support them. Yeah. And here they go now. They're coming into another city. These people should have been looked after right from the start. Well, it's like all these bloody campaigns, John, about um, gathering money up, you know, all these big concerts and that, raising millions of dollars, but they're not getting the fucking money, mate. No, they're not. The money's... Well... There's been, a, there's been a parliamentary inquiry into that, which we never heard anything out of it. Some organisations receiving millions, alleged millions and millions of dollars yeah. in donations to go and help these people, but yet... Nothing's done. Nothing's done. You see them still driving down in their beaten-up old cars, going to their, their caravan or their tent or their sea, sea containers that are put together with a tarp over the top of them, and they've just done a harsh winter. Yeah. They've also been in quarantine and lockdown because of this bloody COVID. Yeah. Uh, why is this happening to our people? Why are our alleged, supposedly elected leaders allowing its own citizens to suffer like this when we're more concerned about a bloody bark beetle yeah. that hasn't been identified 
scientifically hasn't been named. There hasn't been a picture of it either. No pictures. No, There's no been nothing. nothing like that. Nothing. And yet we've got, just here now today, we've got backbenchers saying one thing, we've got frontbenchers saying another thing, we've got premiers saying something else, and we've got prem, uh, prime ministers and opposition leaders saying something totally different. But yet they're all getting wages. They're all collecting superannuation. They've all got nice houses to go home to. They've all got stability because they've got the silver spoon. What about all the people that have put them there? What about all their constituents? Are they really looking after their constituents? No, they're not. The Aussie battlers, no. Exactly. So this is what I'm saying. is the constituents should start voting for these people, putting them at the bottom of the ballot paper. Yep. Not at the top, at the bottom. Put them down the bottom where we've been kept for so many years. Yep. Give them a dose of our medicine. Give them a dose of what it's like. Exactly. And I think we'll see a really big change in attitude. And this country is great. We can make it greater. And we just have to have the right people in the places to make it great, to be able to make decisions. Get rid of all these blundering two-bob public servants mm. that handball on, you know, like who, who signed the cheque to pay for the security guards to do the security on the, the Novotel quarantine station in Melbourne? No one's knows. Yeah. But someone did. Oh, yeah. Someone did. So why, aren't that, why hasn't that person been charged with 800 counts of murder? Yep, exactly right. Why haven't the security forms been, firms been charged with murder? Yep. Because it's nothing short. We are an island nation. We should not have had any quarantine outbreak at all. We eliminated polio. We eliminated TB. We've eliminated a lot of diseases in this country. We've stopped a hell of a lot getting here. Yeah. And what's happened? Why this COVID thing? You know, like, is it really true? Is it really true? Who knows? Mm. You know? We, you just don't know. I, I know someone that was told he had it and he was quite ill, but three weeks after having it, he was back back at work and yep. he said it felt like just a really bad dose of the flu. Yeah, yeah. And nothing more. Yeah. Nothing more. Yeah, evidence speaks a lot. It's if, you, if you see something, you know, like I had a phone call with a uh, understudy of the Ministry of Forestry a while back and um, they asked me, what do I see when I'm loading the boats? And I said, well, I see lots of breaches in biosecurity. Oh, yeah. I see full ship inspections done within half an hour signed off and we've got the okay to start loading. I see crews standing on the bottom decks at the gangway taking photographs of log trucks turning up with logs being lifted off and put onto the ships. Oh, okay. I see crew coming off ships and walking around the wharves and checking drafts and things like that. And, you know, I see stevedores walking onto ships and coming off ships, you know, and I just find that, you know, there's no, there's no, 
you know, oh, wait, wear your face mask, you know. Yeah. Oh, you haven't got a face mask on, written warning, or we're going to pull your port pass, or, or this or that or the other. Yeah. But I see people with authority that are there being paid top dollar yeah. for their authority yeah. letting these things go. Yeah. And to me, it's double standard. Oh, to, yeah. to me, to me, it's like it's it's nothing short of being basically bullying, really. Yeah, you know, oh, or yeah. not to say anything. Do as you're told, not do as you see. Okay, guys, that was the wrap up of uh, of the 2020 episodes that I've done. I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, it's uh, it's been one hell of a year, hasn't it? Really, hadn't it? It's been one hell of a year. We've had this COVID thing since, what, January, March, or between January or March or something like that. It really came in at March. And we've had a lot of things go on this year. We've had restrictions. We've had lockdowns. We've had all sorts of shit. And we're finally... Came to the point now where it's nearly Christmas time and hopefully New Year comes in with a better bloody outcome, I'm telling you. Um, but, yeah, I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast uh, as much as I've loved making this uh, this podcast for you guys. Um, I would like to say thank you for everyone who's actually listened to this podcast for this year. Uh, we've had um, listens from America, we've had listens from France, we've had listens from Spain, we've had listens from um, Ireland, we've had listens from South Africa, we've had listens from everywhere, uh, from mostly from Australia, and I can't thank you guys enough. Thank you very much for listening and taking the time to listen to my podcast. Um, this is something I really want to do for a career. Um, I'm hoping I can do it for many years to come and give you guys more stories and just having a good old yak. <laughs> As the old saying goes, having a good old yak. It's a strange term saying that we just kind of have a chat. Because that's all I wanted to do on this podcast. I just wanted to sit down with you guys and just have a chat. Talking about all sorts of shit. <laughs> from fishing, beers, and all kinds, <laughs> as the old intro went. But thank you very much, guys. I really do appreciate it. Uh, it's just been one of the, one of the hell of a year, and um, well, that's the thing, right? It's just it's been one hell of a thing, isn't it? Like what? Like, like we've gone. Well, we've done one hell of a thing on this podcast. Now, hopefully, I've actually got the right tune here. Like, well, we've gone from something like this. Well, this is the first tune. Right, we've, we've gone something like that. That was my first ever tune that I've ever done on that on this podcast. To you now, I actually done that through Cubase that I got with me um, Zoom H six. 
It's incredible. It's incredible, isn't it? That we could actually do something like that. Like I actually made that myself by putting bits of music here and there and blah blah blah. Until I made up something like this, the current podcast tune. It's it's incredible, isn't it? It's really incredible. So we're like I've gone through so many things on this podcast. I've learnt so much about sounds and uh, levels of uh, audio and just how to put in some tunes and how to bloody make up some new things. It's been incredible, guys. But anyway. I'm going to leave you guys now with a message, and uh, that is a a very happy and safe Merry Christmas and even better, safer and happier New Year. I hope you guys um, get everything that you guys need to get through this year. It's been one hell of a year, and um, I hopefully that uh, everyone's safe out there. Again, guys, Merry Christmas and a very safe New Year and a happy New Year. And I'll see you guys for 21, where more stories come on here and everything else. This is Matt the Big Bear Edwards, guys, signing off for 2020. I'll see you in the bloody new year, guys. Catch you later. Roo-roo.